Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. The big news, folks, is that the folk Americana band, Dead Horses, will be performing a benefit concert in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, on November 11th, and we've got Dan Wolf, who, along with Sarah Voss, has been the stable nucleus of Dead Horses since the band's inception. I interviewed Sarah back in 2016, fell in love with their music, so I'm so excited to have Dan here to share more of the riches they've created in the ensuing seven years. Every song they share is an opportunity to feel deeply the heart of the world and to be part of its healing as well. Dan was a punk rocker back in high school, but transitioned his musical smorgasbord to include the folk Americana flavors of Dead Horses, which he enhances with his upright bass. Dan Wolf joins us via Zoom from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dan, great to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's good to be here. You're here. What's Sarah off doing? I think she's prepping for a meeting. We're going to be calling and having a chat with our booking agent shortly after we get done chatting going to be talking about what's coming up in the next year. We don't always get the chance to catch up in person. We're often emailing about dates and what's going to happen at a certain show, you know, the logistics. So, you know, just catching up. And in this period post-COVID or almost post-COVID, how many gigs are you likely to do a year? It depends, but there could maybe be a few a month at that point. But, you know, in August of this last year, we did a week and a half run out to Montana and Colorado. So we're, we're still considering touring around and getting outside of the Midwest because we've been doing that for many years. There'd be some tours in lieu of, say, like putting out an album where we had a whole month lined up or even longer, where it would almost feel like a month on the road. Then we'd have a couple few weeks off and then go do a whole nother month. But post-COVID, are fewer. Did you do online presence during COVID? A little bit. There were some different things that, you know, either being asked to be a part of that we decided to jump on and do, but we didn't really push ourselves to have to do it. We both kind of looked at COVID as a time to step back from a lot of it because leading into COVID, we were going through a lot of different stuff. Band was kind of changing personal life stuff was changing. So then once COVID hit, it was kind of like, all right, let's take a breath for a little bit. So we didn't push a whole lot with the online thing, but it was cool to see how musicians were kind of handling the time. I was pretty impressed with how many people were doing it and in the way they were doing it. I saw some really cool live productions that were done in real time. I knew that was possible to put together almost like a variety show of sorts where you could have the whole thing streamed live and I thought that was really cool. It created for some fun entertainment where I could kick back and enjoy a show. What did you do with all that extra time on your hands? You just go into meditation at the top of a mountain? Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I worked on some different stuff musically. I stewed around in my home. I was newly recently single at the time. So I just kind of walked around in my underwear and looked out the window and walked from one end of the house to the other. <laughs> 
not exactly like that. But it was a really bizarre time, especially with a lot of the uh, political, social stuff going on as well. And seeing that on the news and just kind of thinking to yourself, like, what is going on? A lot of time for self-reflection. Definitely a time to kind of jump into some different avenues. And I use that within music, too. I love recording music. I treated myself to a couple different things like musical pieces of gear that I had wanted to get. And I bought and picked up tools. I always like to find inexpensive gear as well. So I found cool deals on stuff, got it to my little home studio, plugged it in, and then just kind of started tinkering. Instead of absorbing all the news and media going on, which it was impossible not to, you had to chime into that because the world was just shut down. I guess I used my ears to kind of listen to just music different audio things that I was kind of working on. I mean, and there's among other things, you know, once the weather got nice, I spent a lot of time in my garage out back in my house. I was fixing up an old motorcycle, an old 50 year old motorcycle that created a lot of fun for me because I have a thirst for knowledge and I was determined to fix this motorcycle and figure out how to do it. YouTube helped a lot. There were forums online. So I just used the tools at my fingertips, which is a great thing. But also sometimes because we're so glued to our phones or, you know, just a computer screen, you can absorb a lot of garbage. I I say that very openly. There's a lot of garbage out there. Well, let's talk about Dan Wolf in music and also Dead Horses in music. You and Sarah Voss are the nucleus, the center of it. When I interviewed her back in 2016, she talked about how the two of you connected right at the beginning. Similar backgrounds, and except that you came from punk rock, I understand. That was where you were residing before you met her. That's pretty accurate. Like, that's what I grew up doing mostly in high school. And then I was out of high school for a couple of years before Sarah and I met. And that right out of high school, I moved to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and met these two guys. They were brothers that really opened up my horizons to some different music. They were playing a lot of blues music, and the guitarist was really into Bob Dylan and a lot of classic rock that I wasn't that familiar with. And I got to jump in with them. And that, that's ultimately what led to Sarah and I meeting because these two brothers knew Sarah from their high school days. And then it just so happened that when Sarah moved back to Oshkosh, they ran into each other. And I had been playing with these brothers and it wasn't dead horses at this time. It was kind of like a free floating blues band where I was playing electric bass and we were picking up gigs here and there. But again, I was learning a lot about a different style of music that I had just been kind of surrounded with in high school, which me and my friends listened to, which contained a lot of punk rock and, you know, faster, more aggressive music. I suppose it was a way to kick out some energy. And I also think it's true that the music of your coming of age has special value for you. It it grabs a place in the heart. So I imagine punk still does that for you. Although you and Sarah have been creating such wonderful music as Dead Horses. And by the way, I'm reaching out to you right now because you're going to be up here in Eau Claire just very shortly. November 11th, you're doing a benefit for Jonah, joining our neighbors Advancing Hope. I'm just so excited that you're coming. I reached out to you to make sure I get you on the air a little bit. Of course, this Song of the Soul program appears not only here in Eau Claire, but in dozens of other stations all across the country. But I felt like I needed to get a hold of you since it's been so long since I talked to Sarah before. You know what I need to do is keep us moving so we get all of your music in that you've selected. What do you want to start with? I want to start with a song called Days Grow Longer, and it's off of our newest album, 
Brady Street that we put out last August, 2022. And why did you start with this one? Why is it part of your Song of the Soul? Seeing that it was our first album, Brady Street being our first album since COVID, pandemic, the lockdown, it is a song that Sarah wrote and presented to myself and our drummer, Jamie, one day. We were getting together. I think we were rehearsing for something and we were actually filming something that we were going to be putting online. She threw this song to us, and to me, it kind of sounded like Wilco. And then the message and the stuff she was singing about were all these memories of missing touring, just being out on the road, just playing shows, getting to be around people. I love the song. I love the energy it had. And again, yeah, when she first started playing it, I was like, this has like a Wilco vibe. And we're all fans of Wilco. I remember the first time we started jamming it and playing it together, it sounded completely different than what we ended up doing on the record. But when she was like reciting some of these lyrics in the song, I was like, these are exact things she's referencing, like jamming at Hippie Jacks. There's this festival in the middle of Tennessee that we've played a couple times. And it's this kind of a smaller festival in rural Tennessee. And it just like brought me back to that place too. And I just love the song. So it was recounting what we had been doing before we found ourselves in this place now. There's sentiment in it. I hope people can like hear the song and maybe wonder, like, what are those things that Sarah is saying? It's clear that she's talking about these personal memories and been able to share those memories with Sarah. It really does feel quite personal. Well, we're getting personal here today for the Dead Horses interview with Dan Wolf. This is from their latest album released last year called Days Grow Longer. The album's called Brady Street.
incredible vocalist that you just heard, Sarah Voss. She and Dan Wolf together have been the anchor for the group Dead Horses. Their website's deadhorses.net. Of course, like always, for the past 18 years, all the links to my guests are on nordenspiritradio.org. Days Grow Longer is a song. The album is Brady Street. The group, again, is Dead Horses. You mentioned your drummer, Jamie. I don't think I've encountered Jamie before. Back in 2016, when I interviewed Sarah, she mentioned Pete at that time. What year did Dead Horses actually begin? 2010. And who was it at that point? It was Sarah, myself, Tyler Shea, and Nick Shea. They they were those two brothers that I'd met right out of high school that kind of gave me a little bit of a schooling on some music that they really cared about. And they were both incredible songwriters as well. So at that time when we started, it was the four of us. Is Pete still with you? Pete is no longer playing with us. He played with us up until about probably about 2017. So it's good to know how this continually growing, modifying, changing thing called Dead Horses comes about. Let's have another example of your music so people get an idea of what you're about. Of course. The next song is Family Tapes. And that was part of an EP that we released in 2020. We recorded it at the end of 2019 at this really cool old church in Appleton, Wisconsin. It's called The Refuge, and it was spearheaded by a musician named Corey Chisel. And it was more or less an artist space for artists to kind of spend a residency. There were some different recording artists as well. And they have this beautiful little, it's a chapel room. It's like a church. So you get all these different room acoustics to work with. And we recorded this EP there. Family Tapes ended up being on that album. I was really drawn to this song as well, because I remember 2019, Sarah brings this idea to the table and me and her are playing just the two of us one afternoon. She's like, I got this song. It's called Family Tapes. She wrote it in regards to her partner, Katie, who started digitizing a bunch of old VHS tapes of her family, old home movies. So Sarah was able to kind of get this glimpse into her partner's family in such a way that she had possibly never seen. The lyrics just speak to kind of all these different more or less like nostalgias of your own life. So her seeing her partner's life made her think of things in her own life. And of course, those lyrics make me think of that too, because I too grew up with a lot of different home recordings. My grandfather was always recording with a big shoulder camera, whether it was sporting events or different stuff. I remember coming into different contact of some VHS tapes. After my grandparents had both passed away, I found some different videos from like friends' weddings of theirs. My grandpa somehow lost control of the camera, gave it to some, a friend, and then catches my grandpa smoking a cigarette outside the, the wedding. And I think he like kind of puts it away <laughs> when the camera rolls around. <laughs> so it's just, it's, Busted. I thought it was kind of, yeah, I, and, you know, it's got, I liked how Sarah and I kind of worked on the music for that song as well. We really kind of pieced it together in a way that we gave it a lot more thought. There's some songs when Sarah brings it to the table, it kind of naturally, like, the part is kind of already there. We're just kind of searching for what the part needs to be. And we try not to overcomplicate it too much. But this one, we we really kind of figured out part by part. And I was really proud of how we worked in these different melodies and vocal harmonies. It was kind of a different approach to what we had been doing. Did I detect some punk rock energy in here? I feel like uh, compared to most of the other songs, this this song has some energy in it that isn't in the others. 
Totally. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I wouldn't say that was deliberate. I would say that came just naturally. I thought maybe it was captured in in the video. <laughs> You're looking back there. It's like, okay, I'm flashing back 20, 30 years. Okay. Maybe it was. It's interesting to see old footage of stuff. YouTube is such an amazing thing because it has now become an archive of some of the oldest, best footage ever found. And then someone has it and they're making it accessible at the click of a button, which is really cool. And, and old footage, I think a visual always, for me... Audio and visual are the best thing. If you have a song that goes with something that looks cool, that tingles all the senses. It makes you feel differently than maybe just hearing it or say, imagine listening to or watching a silent film. But when you put the two together, it's like, whoa, what am I feeling? Well, let's check out all you listeners, see what you feel as you listen to Family Tapes. It's from the release by Dead Horses back in 2020, their EP called Birds. Here is Family Tapes. You roll your pretty eyes at me I know you see things that I don't see I'd like to wrap myself around you for a while Trapped in my head In a world of grays and blues 
We've got Dan Wolf with us here today for Song of the Soul. He and Sarah Voss have been the long-term anchors for Dead Horses. Deadhorses.net is their website. Go via NordenSpiritRadio.org and you'll make sure you don't screw up getting the net mistaken for a calm or any of those things. Just NordenSpiritRadio.org and you'll find links to all of our guests. And by the way, on our site, we have room for you to post comments about this program, other programs. We love two-way communication, so please give us your feedback. Tell us who we should be interviewing next time. Just help us hear each other. Also, please remember to reach out and support the local community radio stations. There's some 35-plus of them across the United States carrying our Northern Spirit Radio programs. Local music, local focus is so vital, so please support it. Your hands and your wallet will both help out in making sure that local community radio can persist. Again, we're talking with Dead Horses. They're coming on November 11, 2023. They're coming here to Eau Claire, Wisconsin to do a benefit for Jonah, which is the local faith groups, people who are motivated that way to make this world better, and they're supporting them by forming this concert. I hope you're there to see them. This is the first time we get to see them in so many years. I'm so excited to have them here. Again, we just listened to family tapes. And I guess something I should make clear, you do get to hear Dan Wolf's voice in the background there, but he's not the lead singer. Sarah Voss is that incredible vocalist. She writes incredible lyrics, and she is such a presence on stage. You play upright bass, amongst other things. I'm imagining you weren't playing upright bass back in punk rock days. What were you playing back then? I was playing the power trio of electric guitar, electric bass, and drums. Those are the core things. It started with electric guitar. Then I was like, oh, I need a bass guitar. And I could not have done this without my parents. The electric guitar came for Christmas. One year in high school, I saved up, got a cheap bass guitar, and then also a drum set. So I needed those three for sure to form a punk rock band. <laughs> but my understanding is that for Dead Horses, you specifically learned the upright bass. That is right. Again, when I moved to Oshkosh and met Nick and Tyler, it was the younger brother, Nick, who was playing mandolin. And again, he was pushing towards bluegrass music, folk music. And he said, you know, Dan, it would be really cool if you played the upright bass. And I wanted to play that instrument. I, was, I wasn't thinking of it all the time, but I, I always thought like, wow, it'd be really cool to learn that instrument. So I just went to the local music shop and started renting one, I think the next day rented for $40 a month. And I was like, I got $40. I work at a, a Mexican restaurant in Oshkosh at the time. I had a bunch of different jobs in Oshkosh, but I was like $40. I can swing that to get it for a month and see if I like it. And then uh, it just kind of stuck. I really uh, fell in love with kind of the physicality of that instrument. I didn't really think about what it took to travel around with it at that point. I just fell in love with it first and then knew I was just going to have to put up with traveling with it. It really hasn't been that bad. Most people bring that up like, oh, did you ever think about that? And um, my answer is like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I had to actually go to Appleton to pick it up. So Appleton and Oshkosh, very close. But there's this music chain called Hyde Music. Oshkosh said Appleton store has one that you can go pick up today. So I drove to Appleton in a two-door Honda Civic, paid them the $40, walked it out of the store and didn't even know if I could fit it in my car. I was like, I'm just going to go and just see how this works. And there's always a way to get it in any vehicle. Then, yeah, I went home and just started playing, started playing with Nick and Tyler. 
it was right after that that Sarah came into the picture and then Dead Horses kind of just took off from there. We've definitely been through a lot, but I think it's been what's strengthened us to keep the train rolling. Well, speaking of rolling trains, let's get your next song you on. All right. The next song is All I Ever Wanted, released on our current full-length record, Bray Street. We actually also did a version on our EP, but we wanted to re-record this song in the way that it was going to work with our newest record. So All I Ever Wanted, there's probably been a time or two where we've been performing this song live, and I feel like I am almost kind of tearing up because... The way she sings this song, it sounds like there's regret in sorrow. It's so poignant to me, the way she talks about forgive my sadness, forgive my fears. There's something so poignant about that. It's like, I'm sorry for the way I am. And I absolutely love this song. I think Sarah wants to be in a... She performs music quite a bit. She's a professional, what she does. But I think there's sometimes where it's like, ah, we don't need to play that song right now. And I don't know if it, because she performs her songs with such emotion, maybe not every time is the best time to play a song, if that makes sense. But ever since she shared the lyrics and the song and we worked on this together, I instantly fell in love with it. I thought it was incredibly powerful in how vulnerable the song is. So this is a song that it definitely lives in my soul. And the song is All I Ever Wanted. Dan Wolf's here today for Song of the Soul, and he and Sarah Voss are the nucleus of dead horses. Whisk me away neath the old willow tree In the dark of the dusk, in the blue of the sea Good is all I've ever really wanted Sleep me beneath the old sycamore tree Away from the sounds and the dirt on the streets Solid is all I've ever really wanted to be
today for Song of the Soul, we've got Dan Wolf here. Together with Sarah Voss, for the past 13 years, they've been nucleus of Dead Horses and website deadhorses.net. Link, of course, is on nordenspiritradio.org. All I ever wanted was that song. As you're talking about how Sarah sings this song, I have the feeling that she is for you and maybe for most people who hear her sing, transfixed by the depth of her heart and spirit in what she sings. Maybe it looks more commonplace when you're side by side with her through all these years of performing, but I have the sense that she's got a specially strong presence to her. Yeah, most definitely. She has a hard time sugarcoating anything. She's very much her authentic self, and I think she lives like that every day. Yeah, she's still a nice, very polite person. Don't get me wrong. But if she thinks something or a certain way about something, then, yeah, she she generally speaks it pretty clearly. I have a sense of her maybe being the Pied Piper, <laughs> leading people. I think she has the kind of energy to really lead people in a direction and make something beautiful happen by bringing people together that way. Yeah, completely. How does it feel to be part of that? It's great, especially performing music. It feels comforting and it's a great feeling to know you have a a strong presence with you. It makes you feel more comfortable. I feel like, especially in Dead Horses, the roles are clearly defined and there's never really been any sort of other way. Is there much ego in your group? I've watched groups that were really stunning performers, but I mean, the Beatles lasted as long as they did in spite of egos running into each other. How does that work in your group? I think it's something that actually comes up quite a bit. I don't feel like there's much of a strong ego in Dead Horses, which is a great thing. And it's also a topic that has come up in Sarah's lyrics. She's definitely clear about wanting to destroy the ego. And not to say that there isn't ego. There's been times where it's popped up. But generally, for anything that's come up, I think we try to communicate or get to a place where we can then talk about things. I feel, though, however, when we're performing, and that's one of the main things we did, we were playing and performing so much. It was us trying to just band together and make the best thing we could in that moment. And that's what we kind of relied on was being there for each other to lean on. And it especially started happening when we started playing primarily as a trio. It was Sarah, myself, and our drummer, Jamie. We had three very different sounding instruments melding together, and we were there for each other. I think at that point, the ego is kind of dissipated, if there was ever really that much to begin with. I asked the question in part because I have the sense of Sarah as being on a spiritual path to cleaning and building the best that she can in herself and in the world. And not every group's that way. A lot of it's about me, 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 or I'm going to make money. Right on. Yeah. I sense that too. And I think that's a great way to put it. I think Sarah is on a path of, yeah, she's trying to better herself while prioritizing herself, but not at the expense of trying to help other people. All three of us have been through different personal stuff that we know that all of us need to prioritize ourselves. And, um, you know, whether it comes down to just our, our mental well-being, there's nothing I wouldn't feel comfortable asking of Sarah. I know she'll respect where I'm coming from. And I'd like to I also want to offer that to her, too. I think we try to give each other the space to ask for what we need. 
for our personal well-being. Well, what I need from you is another song to share for our listeners. I want to go on to You Are Who You Need To Be. And that's off of our last album as well. You Are Who You Need To Be kind of dips back until me it feels a little bit more of a standard kind of country tune. And Sarah wrote this song in lieu of a friend she had that was having a certain dilemma with a parent. And she described it as her friend having this pretty wholesome and close relationship with his mother. But the mother would not accept the fact that he was gay. To me, when I hear that story and I hear Sarah talk about this song, it's just I feel like I would have kind of a hard time accepting that a parent wouldn't accept me for who I was and then still remain to have a good relationship with them. And I know Sarah can relate to this because Sarah is gay. I think Sarah uses more of the terminology. She uses queer. But I know she's worked with this with her own parents. But this song was specifically written for that friend who was going through this. And the, the message is very simple. You are who you need to be. You don't need to prove yourself any more than what you feel is right. Dead Horses is all about healing and holding the world. And this song will teach it to you pretty clear. You are who you need to be. It's from their release, Brady Street, deadhorses.net. Here is, you are who you need to be. Kiss me at night when the sky's full of light When the moment's just right
back in 2022, Dead Horses released Brady Street. That song, You Are Who You Need to Be, was one of the wonderful tracks on the album. And by the way, for those of you who are not from Milwaukee, you maybe don't know Brady Street. Brady Street is kind of legendary in Milwaukee, certainly around the 60s. It was a center of a lot of the alternative culture that happened in Milwaukee. So Brady Street is a special phrase, kind of in the same way that the Haight-Ashbury area of San Francisco is so emblematic. doesn't mean it's the same over every decade, but it's definitely got a strong meaning for Milwaukee, where both Sarah and Dan and where the nucleus, therefore, of dead horses exists. And that's actually a good transition into the next song I want to talk about. The next song is In the Morning. That's off of uh, our 2016 release, Cartoon Moon, which was the album that we brought drums in on for the first time. This song, I feel like could have been on our previous album, Space and Time, which we recorded out in San Francisco. We recorded it in the Tenderloin, which is another very, uh, I don't know what the Tenderloin was like in the past, but when we were there in 2014, you wouldn't really want to be walking outside of the studio after sundown, alone anyways. Just the level of homelessness and drug use that you would see on the street was, for the lack of a better way to put it, it was very sobering. So In the Morning is a song off of our next album, and it still has a very fast kind of driving bluegrass feel. And Sarah came up with this melody in lieu of the old song, You Are My Sunshine, like, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. So she kind of used that melody to spear this song. It's a beautiful song. In my opinion, I don't know how Sarah feels about this song, but I've always liked it. It was always such a joy to play. And the last chorus that we sing in the lyrics are, And in the churches, I see the sinners. They keep singing out to me. And in the downtown bars, I see them true folk. They keep calling out to me. This was her also at a time when you're going through different life changes and also grappling with different religious aspects within your life. So to hear her write lyrics like that and feel comfortable about singing these out in public, especially with the relationship she has with her parents being quite religious, I thought that was punk rock in a sense. (laughs) And it's like, well, you got to, again, she wants to write something that has some meaning and that has meaning to her. And being able to relate based on my upbringing, I was all about it. I loved the song. We haven't played it live in a while, but maybe I'll convince her to bring this one back into a live performance. One of these days. Maybe you'll bring it up to Eau Claire on November 11th, 2023. That might be fun. You tell Sarah that Mark says so. Okay. That Mark says so. <laughs> all right. And that doesn't have to carry any weight at all. But I am looking forward to it. And by the way, I'd mentioned this song also. She mentions about ego down in the valley as opposed to my true self, right? Exactly right. Yeah. I can see her doing that kind of self-examination and then doing it for the world too. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. The song is In the Morning. It's by Dead Horses. Here we are. And I said, please. Just let me be And I said please Just let me be And in the morning I see my lover And he keeps calling out to me Yeah, and by the noontide I see my sister She keeps calling out to me Yeah, she keeps calling She 
Some five recordings, full recordings out there by Dead Horses, deadhorses.net. There's five recordings, and that's from the one released in 2016 called Cartoon Moon. The song is In the Morning. I think beautiful imagery in so many ways, sycamore trees and being solid and being truly loving someone. Just all of the ways in which Sarah Voss, the lead singer and primary songwriter for Dead Horses, how she captures such vital, true, she is so authentic, and it comes through completely in that song. Unfortunately, we've got Dan Wolf here with us today, and he's part of the nucleus of that group. Do you also write songs, or do you, do you just arrange songs? What do you do with respect to creation of music? Well, I've written music myself with Dead Horses. Lyrically, that is all Sarah's doing. But I, too, have written songs and record them more on my own. I've released them through different avenues. Definitely more of like kind of a punk rock feel. Yeah, I enjoy songwriting and lyricism is something I've stepped away from for a while, but it's always something that's there. I've always continued to write stuff down and it's always really strange to then come back to like some old lyrics. I found some old lyrics. I lent my girlfriend a jacket that I had grabbed from my parents' house that I hadn't worn since high school. And I found a little piece of paper with some lyrics on it. I can't even remember like what I was feeling, but there was a coherent thought in this little scratch piece of paper with words on it. And I had a hard time thinking like, did I really feel like that? And it was clear like that I did, but I don't know. But that's probably a foreign Dan. You really have to view across distances. Yeah. I mean, there, I have some different songs that I recorded that now are from like maybe 10 years ago. But if I hear them, and I've heard them like somewhat recently where I hear what I'm saying and I still feel the same way. I don't feel that different. So there's stuff that I have written and recorded that I, I do still relate to and that I am proud of. But in terms of Dead Horses, it comes down to I don't do any of the lyrics. Sarah does that. But otherwise, yeah, working on the arrangements, recording, working the songs out. 
Well, I think we've got time for one more song. So how are we going to conclude your Song of the Soul today? And again, this is because Dead Horses is coming to Eau Claire on November 11th, 2023. They're going to be here performing a benefit for Jonah. i really hoping that people turn out en masse to both support Jonah and to really appreciate the incredible gift of music that is Dead Horses. So how do we cap this one off? Let's cap it off with a song called Peace My Soul. Again, off that same album that In the Morning was on. It is the last song on that record. And another beautiful song that was written by Sarah, kind of written directly to the mother of a younger guy at the time that both Sarah and I knew. I grew up with this kid in my hometown. And then it turned out later he had moved to Oshkosh. And then Sarah knew him in his later years. But he died in a car accident in his early 20s, drove off the side of the road one night and died. And we went to the funeral and a lot of people showed up. The guy, his name is Ned. He was a very charismatic kid, really friendly, really outgoing. And I think Sarah had talked about, she went to hug Ned's mother at the funeral and she just said, it's been hell. It's been hell. And that's where that verse comes from. Yeah. And again, this is another one of those songs that I can still kind of get choked up. Like, it's very emotional. And I think it it helps. I don't know. Putting all the emotions you can into a song is going to result in having a good song, even if it is painful. But I've just always loved this song so much. It's how we're going to finish off this particular visit with Dead Horses through Dan Wolf. He's part of the nucleus of Dead Horses. Again, their website is deadhorses.net. Dan Wolf, Sarah Voss are going to be here with Jamie Gallagher, and together they'll be performing a benefit for Jonah, which does so much good work in the Chippewa Valley of Wisconsin. I'm hoping you're with us on November 11th for that, and you get the incredible gift of seeing Dead Horses in concert. We're ending with Peace My Soul Thank you so much, Dan, for being here, for squeezing this in in time so I can get it on the air before you actually arrive here in Eau Claire. I'll have a link on nordenspiritradio.org so people can get tickets for the Dead Horses concert that will be at Trinity Lutheran Church here in Eau Claire. Anyone from the area, please come on down and make yourself and the community better for it. Thanks so much, Dan, for being here. Of course. Thank you so much, Mark. It was a pleasure. Peace, my soul, from Cartoon Moon. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Push it back, back into the ground. I've been waiting for so long. Seeds of song and songs I've sung. I've been waiting for so long Peace, oh peace, my soul Last spring I planted seeds of hope Peace, oh
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.